Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. You are not alone. You are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We are in this together. Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. How are the sounds tonight? Is it sound okay? Sounds a little muffled to me. How's that? Is that better? Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman. Good evening, good late night, wherever you might be. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad I'm here. (laughs) It's been quite a road, and as you know, I wasn't here last night. And I'll tell you why I wasn't here. Hang on just a second. Let's see if that's uh, making any difference. Um, I think I've got some loose stuff on the boards. Maybe that's better. Hopefully it's better. Yes, last night I was in the emergency room. I I have now set a record. I've been in emergency rooms uh, for me uh, in the last six months more than I have been all my life. I added it all up. (laughs) I've stepped on nails. I've had them go through my feet. I have uh, ripped my hand open with bottles uh, when I was a kid with, you know, blowing bubbles. Um, uh, So you add all that stuff up. And uh, I know it wasn't a laughing matter last night. Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you. Yesterday, about 4.30, I started getting chest pains. And uh, I was a little concerned. I didn't know what was going on. And then I had one about, I had a really sharp pain hit me. It was the kind that puts you in a chair and knocks you in the floor. I go, okay, this is not right. When you have that happen, of course, then you get kind of upset, and then that stresses you even more. Well, anyway, I said, okay, 
I had uh, Susan run and get the uh, blood pressure cuff. I all of a sudden turned into my own doctor. The blood pressure, my blood pressure, for some reason rose. It was like about, I don't know, a hundred, if I remember, like 180 over 130. And that meant that the heart wasn't relaxing, much less uh, way too high. It was twice as high as it should be. I said, there's something wrong. I don't know what's wrong. I have no idea why this is happening. This is not supposed to happen. So um, I took it again. I thought, well, you know, I'm having chest pain. It's really pretty hard. Maybe the cuff's wrong, so I took it three times. All three times it was, yes, too high. I said, uh, I think I better go to emergency, so I did. Um, yes, they managed to get it down. They had fast-acting drugs to bring my blood pressure down, and I felt like I'd been stampeded by a herd of rhinos or something, and I was exhausted. I tell you the truth, after that came down, I was exhausted. They saw the, the, the high spikes. They uh, kept me for a long time because they they take a uh, blood test and run something that's an enzyme to find enzymes to see if there's any there, which is a result of heart damage. The first time it came back negative, you have to wait another three hours. And I told Susan, I said, they'll be back in about 20 minutes. And about 7.30, they'll be in here. And sure enough, they were in there. Uh, 7.30, taking it. <laughs> I told her pretty much everything they were going to do. And then they came back and did it, of course. And then they came back. I said, now they're going to find out it's negative. <laughs> and yahoo, it was negative the second time, which means that I'm like, really, it's like 99% chance there's no heart damage. But my problem was, which I knew I wouldn't get at this place. Why did it happen in the first place? This is that place that I hate that I've told you about that's the closest one out in the middle of the, you know, nowhere they have all these little, oh, I won't get into it. <clears throat> anyway, uh, they had no idea what caused it. All the other stuff, like before, everything was normal. The only thing out of normal was the excruciating chest pain and the high blood pressure that was causing it. But they had no idea what was causing it. Anyway, that was my event. And, of course, I Susan said, you know, I wonder if it's this. Did we have anything happen? And it actually, I had touches of it the day before that. So it wasn't like that day. I just didn't notice it being this serious. I thought, oh, it's something that I just, you know, it's okay. Well, yesterday it got to a peak. Now, I don't know why. And uh, right now I'm on real meds uh, from them to hold them, hold myself down till we figure it out. And uh, so anyway, that's what happened. And I very much apologize that you're listening to a guy who's already sent his warranty for a renewal. <laughs> And uh, anyway, I just wanted to apologize for not being here uh, last night. And uh, that's that's what happened. Yes, I checked, and there was a 
coronal hole that was facing the Earth that gave us a high stream of proton energy. Um, it was peaking during this event that I had, and it's dropped off today. Um, is that it? Is is that, you know, I'm going to say I can't hardly believe it is. You know, I really can't believe it is. I may be the only one in the USA tracking their health like this with events with solar activity, and I only got that clue because we've been reading the Alta report, and uh, you're going to hear, you know, that if you listen to the first broadcast, we're going to be doing part three today. And uh, so I got the idea of tracking the sun's activities. They said it's going to take a while before they even actually figure it out. And, of course, it, it can't come from us, <clears throat> us guys that do integrative therapies. And I knew what they were saying, so this they wanted me to go do something else. And I said, let's just pretend for a minute that I go do this other test and you find out what it is. What will happen? She, they said, if it's there is something, it'll either be repairable or non-repairable. I said, okay, what if it's repairable? What do you plan on doing? Well, we go up uh, an artery and ablate it. And I'm going, okay, if you already know what that is, that's where they stick a thing up you and they do this balloon plasty thing. And I go, er, wrong answer. <laughs> and uh, so I just let him talk, you know, because I've been – Hey, I, I've been down the road with this. I, there were people at the cardiac uh, uh, support group out of a Tulsa Heart Institute that I, you know, had in my on my own office that they couldn't regulate and keep people out of emergency rooms for tachycardia and, and a variety of things. And I have a whole protocol for heart homeopathically. So I guess I'm going to be my own doctor. That's the best one I can find. <laughs> because I don't ablate. I don't like seeing whatever they think obstructing stuff. Or And, I, and I'm going to tell you this. Many years ago, um, this is like uh, I went to a, a doctor and I said... Um, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. They thought I was having a heart attack. They they noticed. Uh, they took some blood and they said, "Oop, the enzymes there. That means you had a heart attack." I said, "I haven't had a heart attack." It ended up that I had. Uh, they, they, I scared them to death. And they and in fact, I had a friend, a colleague, a doctor. I d didn't know he worked there. It was a friend of mine. I forgot if I did. And uh, he came walking in and he says, "You're going to have this." Uh, you're going to have this uh, catheterization, and you're going to have them look and see. I said, there's nothing wrong. So he and I dickered back. He says, well, prove it to him. I said, okay, then leave me alone. Well, anyway, I had it. <clears throat> sure enough, the guy, the doctor was so mad when he found out there wasn't a blockage. I thought he was going to pull the uh, scope out of my artery so fast he'd rip it. You know, I'm going, okay, don't get too upset here. Uh, he says, you're perfectly okay. You're perfectly okay. He says, this is only the second time in the history of my practice that I've misdiagnosed, and I'm going, I almost wanted to say, told you, you know. And, well, I'm not going through that experience a second time when I know better. 
there are there is a 99% ch- a 1% chance which means very little right that i have any heart damage whatsoever the question that i really am wanting answered is why is this happening in the first place this very bizarre thing maybe it's in the stars <laughs> uh, and i'm uh, trying to poke fun at that you know um pun intended that I'm the one that's supposed to notice all this while I track it so that I can, uh, you know, go up and shake my finger at them and say something, which, of course, they will not listen to. They never do. But I am so glad that it's over. Absolutely so glad. What's my blood pressures? Well, they're near perfect right now. (laughs) And uh, I will be doing therapies and protocols to get myself away from their support mechanisms, which is just drugs, one one very slow amount. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be su- surprised if I ever, you know, started, you know, not having a need for it very quickly here. I, I don't get it, folks. <clears throat> I just, I, I don't get it. Um, when it first started happening, let me tell you what I did. I'm a, I was in my office thinking, man, I can't believe this blood pressure is that high and, and the pain is, it was extraordinary, I tell you. And I thought, I'm going to move. So I kind of moved out of my office and went to the other end of the building thinking, if they're targeting me, maybe it's what's happening. Because you could do this with, you know, radio frequencies. And I go, they're not doing that, but I'm moving anyway. <laughs> it didn't help, okay? So I, uh, I, it must be systemic or something. Enough of me. I'm glad that you're here. I am so glad to see you all. And uh, I, I, it probably gave us a test run, didn't it, uh, for communications, didn't it? Uh, folks, uh, we don't have cell phones. Neither Susan and I do. Um It's not in the budget as we support all these other things that we're doing. So it was kind of uh, unnerving for us to realize we didn't have people's phone numbers on a piece of paper in our pocket. We didn't because we don't usually have that kind of problem. So that's being corrected. I, I recommend that even if you have a cell phone with everybody's phone numbers in there, folks, Remember what it's like to try and remember a phone number now that's on speed dial? You forget what their phone number is. Write them down, four or five of the more important phone numbers, put it in your billfold guys, put it in your purse, ladies, and do not leave home without it. Number one rule, okay? All right, and of course, when you're in these places... You as a person, and you're not going to be able to turn that phone on. They'll zap you. I mean, they'll come in there like Nazis and jerk it from you because there's all this equipment in there, right? So on the way to the radio show, I think probably you noticed we've got some new music for the intro, and hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, we're going to have some more of that kind of thing. Lots of changes. By the way, some of the music that you hear is original, like the intro to the uh, Waterman Files 
Some of that is original, but if it's not, the arrangements were done by me. And then I have somebody compose them uh, into a mix that are more artistic than I am, that can perform literally original keyboard and uh, you know, using instruments is what I'm trying to say. And a fellow, one of the originals way back in Scotland did that. And uh, that's in part of the original Waterman Files introduction. And uh, so anyway, I arrange them, I produce them, and they do them. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how that goes. But I've been writing music, and I don't tell very many people this. Haven't very often I've been writing music since I was 13 years old. And um, so it's kind of... Uh, one of my things that I really love is music. Music is so important to us all, isn't it? Okay, I want you to be aware of something. Get your pens and paper out, or if you've got a keyboard, whatever. Got something new. We have two new websites. Not me. There are two new websites, I should say, that you need to be aware of. And those are earthchanges.org mm -hmm. If you go to the Waterman Files right now, the post for this show shows a graph. Well, there's a picture up. There might have been another picture by the time since you've logged in that, that I put up later that shows the um, a graph of the magnetic field of the planet. That graph of the magnetic field uh, shows how much it's been dropping. Let me kind of give you a clue. The Earth's magnetic field has dropped 100% uh, in the last 200 years, 2,000 years, 200 years, excuse me, 200 years. It is dropping rapidly and if you see the chart it's like it was starting to fall and fall and now it looks like it almost looks like now that the that the dropping of the magnetic field is fell off a cliff it's almost going straight down now um what does that mean <clears throat> it means that we have issues that are going to be upon us and maybe I'm one of those canaries you know, in the coal mine that's feeling the effects. And there are probably, if this is true, there are probably hundreds of thousands of people out there having events like me that do not realize that what is upon them, what is going on, has to do with the sun. And that's quite a, that's quite a statement to make, I know, but these are new days, new things, and all kinds of stuff is happening. Got another new website for you by the same person that put up the one I just gave you. Here's this one. It's called MagneticReversal.org. It's not about the sun. It's not about the weather. It's strictly about the magnetic field changes that are occurring. He's yet to put up the videos. You'll see places for videos. They're not there, but he has a lot of information he's already posted, and he'll probably have some videos up very, very soon. 
but uh, you can probably pick up from earthchanges.org the indications about what's going on with the magnetic field. And the magneticreversal.org is only about the problems that seem to be now occurring on planet Earth because of magnetic field problems. Now, that is startling to think about. Let me put it to you in terms that maybe you'll understand. It would be an extinction-level issue. If we didn't have everything we needed underground to eat and everything, uh, we'd be extinct if it, if it reverses. Now, that's very bizarre. Now, you know, the North Pole's already going way off out into the Arctic Ocean. Uh, the, the South Pole is off the Arctic and out in the ocean. It's way off base. Things are moving very rapidly. One's moving toward uh, the Bermuda Triangle area, and another one's in that other anomalous, similarly anomalous region of the planet over on the other side, over there in the, the Southeast and Asia area. So we have lots of bizarre things. Remember, the universe is electrical. Women's not, women are not familiar with this, but their cycles are keyed into the sun, and that's what drives those things. So we might be seeing all kinds of people having all kinds of things happening to them that are very unusual. Um, I told Susan, I said, I'm about ready to have a metal roof, you know. <laughs> Okay, let's get with it here with a little bit of news before we get into the WebBot. One of the things that was, though, related to the WebBot was the fact, remember, that some colleges were going to go broke. Remember that? Well, there are a list of colleges, and you get them real easy on the Internet, but I want to tell you of one of these colleges that just went broke that we really do have to pay attention to. And this one happens to be Burlington College and that it's closing due to crushing debt problems that have, guess what, occurred under the presidency or the college president by the name of, guess who? Mrs. Bernie Sanders. Yep. That's right. Mrs. Sanders. Uh, wow. Well, she, uh, she ran this college. She was president, okay? She was uh, running the college up uh, to, uh, I don't know what the dates were, but let me read you something that's very important out of this article. It says here that... Uh, for some reason, small liberal arts schools term the this small liberal arts school's terminal financial trouble is that is connected to a fund that the and property purchased from Catholic dio, diocese diocese sorry I'm trying to shorten it and it's easier just to read it so let me put it this way Sanders took out a ten million dollar loan. At Heat Street, as Heat Street reported last month, the college almost immediately fell short 
on its financial obligation as fundraising pledges and commitments Mrs. Sanders cited in the loan agreements never materialized. So less than a year after leading Burlington College into massive debt, in less than a year, Mrs. Sanders resigned, taking with her, get this, a $200,000 severance package. By 2014, because of its shaky finances and running deficits, Berlin College found itself placed on probation for two years, but nonetheless, it's all said and done, they are closed. Now, new stories are emerging, folks, about this loan being scrutinized. So the Catholic parishioners in that area of the world have called for an investigation into whether Mrs. Sanders committed federal bank fraud by deliberately misrepresenting the amount the college had secured in fundraising pledges as she sought financing for a land purchase. So there you go, a communist, oh my gosh, their financial policies failed to have somebody else pay their bills. And when that happens, guess what happens? You collapse. Oh, such a big surprise to a communist. Leftist. Bolshevik person. (laughs) But anyway, that was predicted in the web bot. Kind of scary stuff, huh? There's going to be more of it. There's going to be more uh, problems with this uh, in other government venues. So we'll have to see how it goes. Let's see if I've got... I don't know. Sometimes I think my board's about had it, you know. Okay, so because now it sounds really clear to me. Maybe it doesn't change for you. But anyway, the web bot. Where we left off, we're calling this next part, part three. It's the third part. We've got uh, two other broadcasts. So we're going to jump right into the middle of this. We just happened to be talking when we stopped in the markets category. And we have a lot of information to, to cover about the markets in fact, it says in June and growing over the next few months, gold pressure will build over these next few months so that an incredible gold and silver fever is going to take place and it's going to kind of catch fire. It's apparently going to um, get people uh, based on you know the collapse of the dollar problem. But the data is describing that there is going to be long lines and there are going to be closed silver and gold stores, basically because they've sold out. And uh, data it has very large categories about multiple line blocks. Now, we might have talked about that, right? But... I think it's important for us to, you know, continue to realize that when we get these kind of descriptions in in stuff, 
that it really is important for us to, that was a review, by the way, to remember where we're at. So getting into the new stuff, global harmony is going to be disappearing. (laughs) What kind of harmony? Well, I skipped the most important word, bonds. It's going to be disappearing at a rate so fast to be palpable to the trading community. This is supposed to appear about July 7th. That's where we left off last time. Growth patterns would seem to be suggesting, folks, that the global population is going to become very aware of a, of a lot of problems with the bond markets. Now, if you aren't aware of what bond markets are, bond markets are promises for usually some type of government entity. They float bonds to pay for schools. They float bonds at state levels for other state projects. The federal government floats bonds, you know, like war bonds. Remember those? Or maybe you knew about them. But anyway, all of these bond dysfunctions and problems are going to come up by at least mid-July. Now, as this becomes a problem, we're going to see the discussion about bonds becoming frequently discussed all through August and all throughout the rest of the year. So there's going to be some bond Failures. What does a bond do? A bond says, loan us some money. And uh, in other words, they usually float some kind of tax and they have a vote and somebody, or they just force an increase in, of course, taxes on, on people, or they just go in debt. An entity, a government entity just goes in debt and they depend on taxes to pay that debt. Well, when people, folks, become unemployed, when people don't have jobs, they're not working, and they're not buying, and they're not taxed. Where are they going to get this money from? Governments say, we're having trouble meeting our ends, so we need to raise real estate taxes to pay more. Well, why are you going to raise real estate taxes when... People aren't spending money because they don't have jobs and there's nothing being purchased in town, so to speak. These people don't have money to pay more taxes on real estate when really there isn't supposed to be real estate taxes in the first place. It's against the Constitution. And so guess what happens? Anything in admiralty like real estate taxes, it's going to fall because it's fundamentally flawed. It's a certainty. Folks, really what a loan is, is basically somebody is getting money before they perform a task. Or, let me put it this way, somebody is getting you to work. And if these corporations had their way, they would have you at slave laborers. Now, everybody that's Republican goes, oh, give those corporations a break. I'm not going to give corporations a break any more than a Republican gives the unions a break. And here's why. Because they're both corrupt. The unions are corrupt. 
the corporations are corrupt. By in, uh, in general, they're corrupt. First of all, really down to the bottom line of constitution, corporations are not supposed to exist. You go, wait a minute, they can too. Yes, they can. A private group of men can make a private contract together, and people can buy or invest into it. But it cannot be legally recognized as an entity that has standing in court for protection. That's against the Constitution. What The only person that can stand in court, that has standing, in other words, be represented, is a live individual. Got that? So you pick somebody to represent you as the corporation. It's a private person. And you have among you, if somebody like a corporate head that isn't supposed to be corporate gets sued and they have to come up with money, then you have a contract with the rest of the group to pay the damage. There's a risk. Oh, my gosh, there's a risk? Yes, there's something called uh, you're taking a risk to try and make money. How many businesses out there do not run businesses the way God wants them run? Tons. What does he want them run like? Well, if you aren't, allowed to have children work for you, that means up to high school, okay? Basically, part-time, right? Full-time summer, maybe. But when you have companies that are... Let, let, me, let me just put it to you this way. This is what aggravates me. Skilled labor should make you a living. Don't you think? There's not enough demand for it, then that's just a bad business. But if there's demand for it, it should – in other words, if you have a company and you're making widgets and you're not paying your people enough to make a living, uh, then you need to pay them more. Well, I can't. Well, then that means something's wrong. Well, what's wrong? I can't compete. Well, you're competing against slave labor. Don't become a slave labor boss. In other words, we need to get rid of the problem. The problem is – we can't compete. Whether they're here in the country being paid slave labor is not the point. The point is you cannot live on those kind of wages. So let me tell you what happened. Although I was away from the microphone, I was collecting information from you out of an emergency room. This person came in to draw my blood. They have to go to school to do this. They go to school about as long as some levels of nursing, okay? And they come in and they can draw your blood. So I warned this person what to expect from me. And, uh, you know, half, half the time everybody's got some kind of opinion, but and I'm not telling them I'm a doctor, okay? <laughs> I just told them, yeah, you know, believe me or not, this is what's going to happen. We got to talking. This person has been to college, has a skill, and believe it or not, she was telling me her sister got a job at Walmart as a cashier with no training, just high school. And she makes more than this person that's poking needles in your arm to draw blood in a hospital. 
Let me ask you something. Does that sound wrong? Here's somebody that could blow air in your blood vein and kill you. It's not, last I know, the only thing that's killing you at Walmart is uh, is the glyphosate they, they feed you from all their food. It's a slow death. <laughs> but this person wasn't making as much as they were, a sister was. Not even, I mean, come on. There's something wrong here in this country. So anyway, we're supposed to be backing up these loans our government makes make by our money partially going to pay it off called taxes. Anyway, the data is forecasting that a bond crisis and bonds, which are backed by the government, are going to go into default And this conflict is going to happen, guess when? Write it down. Bond default later June. Late June. Now, this is going to create conditions for a wider bond problem and crisis where bonds begin to default through August. So the bond issue and events are going to trigger something called an insurance company crisis. And this distress on these insurance companies are going to be occurring because of, at the same time, there's going to be a large number of claims these insurance or at least an insurance company is going to have to settle due to natural disasters. So if you're in the process of settling a disaster from storms or whatever, and you haven't got it taken care of, you better have it taken care of by the end of June. Or you may not get it settled at all. The immediate data, which is out to just basically three weeks, and the short-term data, which is three months, has a lot in the data there for uh, something called being locked out of or unable to claim profits. And it says there's going to be this MF global situation. You know what that stands for. I won't explain it. But this situation is a result of bond seizures in which uh, the liquidity freezes up almost instantly where corporations are unable to convert what they had coming to them into any kind of form of cash or money. And so this shutdown or shutout, described as being locked out, ripped off, stolen from, denied access to legal profits, corporations are denied transactions and uh, are unable to get what's owed them. And some of these corporations denied transactions will be under orders from their banking partners to, because the banks are under pressure, to commit illegal acts, to falsify records, to destroy records, to destroy evidence before it all comes down. So profits are going to be taken away from people that have them come and do to them are going to be taken away by fraud, 
by acts of deceit, by document destruction and other criminal activity, which will lock people that are rightfully due money out of their accounts. In other words, folks, somebody's broke, and somebody that's broke has money they're supposed to deal out. And if they don't give it away where it goes, then they've violated law. But they're going to keep it because if they give it away, they're broke. Why? Mismanagement, corruption, stealing money, living high on the hog with other people's money. That's why. So the data shows that the victims are going to howl like wolves all over the globe. This is not one event, folks. This is going to become a global problem, a domino effect. And the an official dumb is basically going to ignore the screams of the victims, and they are going to do nothing, just like when they stole from me. And you turn them into the FBI. Frank told me, they're not going to do anything because they never do anything. Because that cost them money. So that's what's going to happen here. Millions are going to lose their money or the funds or actually profits that they are owed, whatever it is. And they will be denied access to this money. And this situation, by the way, in the report is described as just a small part of a very large loss that's unfolding within the financial system this summer. Now, this is going to be hitting the media, and when this event about bonds hits the media, know this, that it's going to be hitting just a few mere days prior to what's being called in the report as the great unraveling that starts peeling away various layers of all of our assets. And so there'll be this huge removal of a global social safety net, and you can call it retirement plans, both private and public, pension plans, both private and public, annuities, all those 401ks, all that stuff, all of it is going to come unraveled. And you think you are going to get access to it. This is the year, apparently, according to the Alta report. It's going away. You know, I I went to this emergency room. I'm supposed to have uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield now. Uh, I went from corporate world, carried a little bit of insurance for a while, a few years, at a higher rate than even the corporate place I was living or or working with. Yeah, I almost felt like living with them. uh, Had, and then I went without. Susan and I have been without, and then we went back into you know, more insurance, and sure enough, my paperwork's not showed up. You know, uh, I'm not surprised. And, you know, at this point, I'm going, I'm paying. I'm supposed to be covered. At least now, those others, they were out of my, you know, 
uh, I'm being blessed, I think. Uh, it's working out, but I have a whole bunch of other bills we had already paid for. Anyway, make, make a long story short, it's all unraveling. may see little hints of it now. But the data is virtually screaming at us, folks, that gold, silver, and even Bitcoin is going to over, get this, over the next 10 years, reach prices that are many tens of times the prices they are today. Not just 10 times what they are today. So I don't know, what is gold? Like 1250 or something. I don't know, something like that. So that would make it 12000 500, not 1,200. But it's going to be many tens, so that's take that times three tens anyway, not a couple tens, many. Three, four, $1,200 then in, 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 in uh, one gold today, one ounce of gold will become thirty six to $60,000. In 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 uh, Federal Reserve notes and money and dollars, you might go whoa. Well, yeah, I'll gold to get you that kind of stuff, but that means that if you don't have gold, what's going to be happening to the dollar? It won't get you anything because gold is a commodity. So is a carton of milk. <laughs> it's a commodity, folks. It's a highly demanded commodity. It's not essential. You can get by without milk. And if you can get by without chocolate, you can get by without milk chocolate. <laughs> and you can get by without your milk on cereal, right? Here's what I'm getting at. Anything like that that's a commodity is going to go up, and the only thing that it's going to change is going to change is how many pieces of paper it gets, takes to get that. Now, as all these prices and commodities go up, I guess you're going to be going in about every month getting a raise at work, right? Uh, this month was 10%. The next month is 12%. No. People are going to get so low a price. This was in the web bot. People are going to quit working. This is any worth it. They can't even buy the commodity to put in their gas tank to get to work. So it's like, forget it. Not worth it. The data shows the screaming about this is ignored by officials, by the government. And so many, many, many things are going to come apart that they, you, and I, and people that we're supposed to be getting as we retire will never get now. As this develops... Human technology at the same time, yes, though looks like looks like somebody's doing some research, will undergo a total transformation. Maybe some good person out there, and I've known I've known very wonderful people that had the capacities to, during a bad time, maybe keep things rolling. Okay, this kind of person would be the kind that. You know, there'd be research going on to try and help fix what's going on that's wrong. Anyway, a huge increase in paper currency prices of gold are going to be part of uh, this problem from the technology. What am I saying? 
Technology needs silver to do something that's very important in this technology transformation as a result. Silver is going to become very, not gold, silver is going to become very demanded. So it's not going to be $15 for gold and 1200 I mean, for uh, $1,200 for gold and 15 for silver. It's going to be more like 1200 for gold and 150 for silver, that ratio. It's going to dump it's going to jump 10 times without even gold moving. And then when gold moves, silver will move with it. This is going to cause something to happen apparently to our economy, which you already know is going to occur, which is underway right now. And there are people out there that have gotten some loans and it looks like things are changing. There's construction here and there. But the contraction has not happened yet, and that's what's coming. Contraction of the economic activity, except for one area that will not contract. That exception is demand for gold and silver, and believe it or not, Bitcoin. Even though it's a fiat system. And the only reason Bitcoin even exists is because as long as technology and electricity are in the equation, then Bitcoin will survive. But what if the entire planet gets EMP'd? Well, then Bitcoin's over. Unless somebody stuck it into a safe, but then what good is it when nobody can trade with you? But anyway, all this is being called coagulation, which has been sh- been showing up in the reports about our economy, coagulating, getting you know stopped, has been showing up in the reports for a long time. The very specific times are now. They haven't been until recently that we knew it was like this June, July. There's a specific focus within this on the Chinese markets falling. Why? Well, when America can't buy anything, it says here that the Chinese market, the focus on it in the report is that as we, the Western world, America particularly, begin to crash, China is going to crash, and it's forecast that their sales or their business is going to drop beyond 65%. In other words, the entire economy of China is going to drop by more than 65% because America quit buying. Well, they haven't been making money on me unless somebody is selling me something. And it's hard to do. I don't even go to Walmart. I, you won't even get me in that place. Um, and I still run into Chinese-made stuff. I try. I try. But, you know, if we were all walking around... Uh, in uh, American they made tennis shoes we'd be barefoot that's literally all I know about it I think that's how it is I know that any kind of engine for tractors and so forth under uh, 30 horsepower there's none made in America none absolutely none but this great this is going to be called the great China crash it's cross-linked, of course, over to the dollar. And the collapse then will then 
fall over into trade shipments, of course, connected to the Western world. The data is showing that there's going to be a constipation in the economy of the of China, and production is going to persist like this when it happens for years while the West crumbles into the longest depression the world has ever seen, the biggest, longest, deepest depression that Western financial systems ever had. And as that comes unbound, China collapses. Interesting in the report, it says this, there's going to be some language used down the road a ways where we talk about things new in a box, new in box, which is going to be a phrase that shows up in the latter half of the next decade. In other words, past, if you call this decade up to 2025, past 2025, somewhere down the road, there's going to be somebody marketing new in a box, new in a box, just delivered, where it looks like things came to such a screeching halt during the pre depression time that China basically made things were just put on a shelf. And some of them were actually resold back to China and have been sitting there for 10 to 15 years. And then whenever they begin to realize they can sell it again because things start picking up, they can do it and they began to talk about new in a box. So there's going to be a culture coming, folks, where everything basically is used, and buying something new is going to be very unique. It's almost like what's happening and changing in Cuba. There are movie uh, houses going to Cuba right now because they opened for trade. They want to take movies down there because they've got gobs of old 50s and 60, early 60s cars that they have kept up and used and, you know, maintained. And they're pristine. Some of them are very pristine. And that's all that Cuba's been reusing. Well, you know, it's going to be one of those things, those old sayings in the Depression. And there's tons of them about using things. If you you can't, you got to find it, fix it, and use it, you know. Data is forecasting a massive chaos-triggering reaction by the U.S. corporations as the dollar craters. And then, of course, the earnings crater. And uh, there's going to be even more of a slap onto the corporate dotted line when almost instantly on the announcements that Chinese earnings are crashing, the corporation structures are threatened by massive bankruptcies. Let me put a, I'm going to put you out one. If this happens, folks, Walmart's going to disappear. You don't think it can go? It's America's largest employer. It doesn't pay the most, but they will disappear. Or maybe they will become very small. 
But it says here in the Alta report that massive layoffs and firings will be rippling around the corporate world. I think you're going to see these big box stores that have new stuff from China gone. So that's why we went and got our little batteries for our for our watches. And uh, we've had watches for, you know, 15 years. We're not going to get new ones. We just got batteries. That's the kind of thing that you need to pay attention to, like that little piece of paper with phone numbers in it. When all this comes down, will there still be Internet? Well, there will always be Internet and there will always be phones unless an EMP destroys everything because somebody will be in charge of it. They may not be good people, and it may be very expensive, but it will be there. New detail in the data says employment devastation includes this. Crowds wandering around. Crowds of formerly salaried workers with nothing to do walking around. And there's going to be vain, very vain attempts by politicians to control and direct these millions upon millions of idle workers to make them do stuff. And I can just see it now, you know, uh, mandatory work crews. Yeah, right. <laughs> the consolidation in the corporate world and the coagulation of the oil markets is being shown in the report as destroying our wealth and eviscerating your savings, my savings, anybody that has any savings, those who are near retirement that have something in there. In other words, folks, Anything that's a valuable commodity is going to still be having its value. But the data is showing that, in part, the oil markets are going to have the demand for oil drop. So there's going to be an oversupply. They're real hot and sassy right now thinking they control the world. Well, now when America quits moving, they don't need that demand anymore. And we are the prime mover. America is the prime mover of the oil markets. Things are going to change. Now, a lot of people say, no, 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 China has more. China doesn't have squat, folks. Their industry, their economy isn't near as big as ours. And their economy is based on us. And when we're gone, they're gone. That's it. End of story. All right, I'm going to take a break because we're going to switch over to how the earth changes are going to be affecting the economy. And right after the break, then, we'll, um, we'll be back and we'll be talking about what's going to be even making the geopolitical corruption that's messed up our country um, even more... Um, Worse, by uh, earth changes and uncontrollable, unforeseen things that man has no control over and things that man's doing <laughs> that causes trouble. Okay, so we're going to be contributing to the problem through scientific uh, hubris, I guess you could say, with cockiness, you know. In the meantime, there'll be things happening that were going to happen regardless of what humans did on this planet. 
and it's going to do nothing but exacerbate the economy. We'll be right back. Like powdered butter. Whoop. Let me get you some music here. Hang on just a second. All right. So as <laughs> that was powdered butter. Well, we've got powdered butter as we have food. But anyway, here we go. I'm going to give you some music. We'll be right back after this.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. Welcome back to the Waterman Files. Uh, this is second hour of the 18th of May, 2016, into umpteen jillion days into the occupation of 2016, and uh, we're on uh, the clock. Yep, we're on the clock. The countdown started, and uh, it's our job to fashion this collapse into a better world. We're going to get into it here with uh, the next paragraph beginning with the earthquake. That's the word, (laughs) earthquake. Anyway, earthquake damage is going to be coming. Now, this mainly talks about China, and it affects us, though. Don't think the Alto report is warning us that although there's a very, very large earthquake coming to China, Uh, that it's not going to affect us. It says this will be a gigantic economic break on much of the global financial system. Why? We play with China too much. We give their slave markets too much, right? The data shows that the Chinese appetite for precious metals is going to at that point, become even more ravenous as their own internal production is reduced by, you know, all the things coming, but mainly by some unknown but significant amount. We don't know how much it's going down. We do know that our dealing with them is dropping more than 65%, so over two-thirds, folks. The markets, uh, it says here, the growth patterns have new data in in some very interesting categories. Uh, there's some data, uh, a new data for congestion, for crowds, for groups, and they're all described as trying to force themselves into, and some of the people that are in there, out of some of the major areas or problems of our economy. In other words, some people are are trying to uh, crowd into, uh, you know, get, of course, into metals, commodities. Some will be trying to get out of paper. The idea, though, is, is that the markets are going to begin to reflect this herd mentality, a panic of the herd, so to speak. And the panic is going to be exacerbated by the fact that it's a huge group of people or the crowd effect which reaches the street. So if you're in a crowd that's going out, like out of paper, uh, it'll make it worse. And if they're going into commodities like gold and silver, the crowd mentality, that'll make it worse. You know how people get stampeded in a crowd setting like, you know, Black Friday or whatever. Anyway, this data is directly uh, connected to something that you and I have been hearing about. We don't understand too much. But it's the hedge funds that fail 
the failing hedge funds. Folks, hedge funds are a gamble. People make a bet, and then they take that bet. Let's say you're going to bet that such and such happens, and it hasn't occurred yet, and you think it's very likely to happen, so you take that bet that you say is coming, payday is coming, and you say to somebody, I've got a bridge to sell you. Don't you want to buy it? And so somebody's got the stupidity to think, Oh, I can take your bet from you? You mean they'll owe me if if I take your paper? Of course, when they pay you. And so they sell these hedge funds. And, of course, these guys will be blinking like, you know, deer in the headlights. Oh, great, here comes my payday. And it's a train on the track, right? Yep. Anyway, retirement programs are going to die. Period. In the story, none will exist. And uh, this is going to happen as they begin to try and, of course, move what's supposed to be assets around. My hedge fund manager, you know, Hillary Clinton's going, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of all the hedge fund people. And guess what? Sitting on the front row of that speech was her son-in-law. I'm going to spitch slap him, honey. I'm going to bitch slap all those little all those little hedge fund managers. And, well, you better start with your son-in-law because he's a hedge fund manager that married Chelsea. She is, well, she's the bitch from hell that's lying, right? I'm so, it's gotten past the point for me to even be Nausea, because I, I don't expect her to do anything right. Uh, it's it's past nausea. It's just time to put the cuffs on and lead her to the uh, judge and have the government execute her for whatever crime she's committed. And we can start with real close ones like uh, Benghazi, getting people murdered. <clears throat> she could, in my opinion, by the people of this, if the courts uh, could be found... Uh, uh, well, we have our own guys here. Now, by the way, this brings up something because I just started thinking of Chip. Uh, you know, Chip uh, got caught in an earthquake and just a few hours ago another earthquake hit down there. I'm not expecting to see us back on All News Network till the end of the month, folks. Uh, that's my prediction. We're going to be right here. If I get any information, uh, the thing with uh, Chip, though, is he doesn't even have a radio. He doesn't even have a shortwave with him to talk, or he could be talking to us. Uh, I knew that at one time he has license to be on radio, but I don't know if he still has them, but he doesn't even have that. And another one hit down there in Ecuador. I was hoping he'd be gone, but he's not at the desk yet, so to speak. So what I was thinking about is, you know, Chip has all kinds of information. He knows all about the Bushes. He knows all about the Clintons. He knows how criminal they are. He has information that could put them all behind bars. Maybe he'd get executed. But Chip's not the only one. Let's go on to the report here. Hedge funds. They're going to take your retirement. Why? Because it's what your investment managers of your retirements, 
your 401ks and all those guys. And you think you bought stocks in a company? Well, sometimes those companies bought hedge funds. Yeah, to make profits. So, when the hedge funds fail, so go retirement funds. Paper slash debt currencies are going to crash. There's going to be a dying paper crisis occurring. It's going to surge globally. And uh, people all over the planet are going to be getting out of paper currencies. Yes, they're going to be getting out of hedge funds, but they're going to be getting out of paper currencies as fast as they can. Russians and the Chinese are very, very unsettled and very wary real soon, and it's starting. Okay, folks? There has been a lot of harassment of Russia by America for no reason, except banking makes them do that. Who makes who do what? Bankers make politicians in power that control the, that control the military do things they don't and shouldn't do, just simply because the banks want to keep in control. Anyway, they're unsettled and very wary as the U.S. central political system starts to show cracks. And any time a nation as powerful as America loses, uh, so to speak, the power base, uh, it comes under other kinds of internal pressures and it begins to be very unstable. And Russia and China are going to start becoming very, very worried about the instability in America. While that's all going on, there's going to be panic about the dollar. It has crowds trying to get their money out of a failing monetary system. There's going to be very large crowds at government offices that are supposed to be handing out money like welfare, social security, all of that. And these these crowds are going to get out of control. As we inch forward through the rest of summer, it's kind of hard to think summer, right, when we get big snowstorms up in Maine. <laughs> Five, what was it? Was it seven inches? I, seven inches, I think. Anyway, as we go through summer and into fall, language uh, is going to center around something I really, you know, i got to tell you, uh, uh, this is an awesome report. He does have a proclivity to believe in a hammer fixes anything because everything's a nail. Do you, do you know what I mean? If you're a preacher, preaching fixes everything. If you're a doctor, medicine fixes everything. If you're a hammer, everything's a nail. When you're a computer programmer, anything technical around the computer fixes everything. So he has this abstract, uh, he has this tendency to lean toward that. And so he talks quite a bit about Bitcoin, which is nothing more than fractional reserve. Whether it's true or not isn't the point. He talks about it because he has personal interest in it. And it's not because it's that big in the report. It's just catching his eye. 
Yes, it's big in the report because people are going to lean toward it. But he likes it. And I think it's eh, it's an intermediate thing. I, you know, I wouldn't go into it too far. Because it it's too unstable. Because it's based on technology that can just, at the drop of a hat, disappear. The language is centered around the use of actual Bitcoin, okay? And so... In some of these instances, it says mainly, though, this is going to appear in China, and uh, it's going to have an immediate effect on causing a stampede to purchase Bitcoins, what he's saying. So the Chinese people and the use of Bitcoin is not merely a, a storehouse, but it's going to become something that they speculate in. And so they're going to act like it's a stock. And, and, and you know, of course, you can bet in it, I guess. But the idea about it is that there's going to be some form of popular that there's that the Chinese women's entertainment show is going to spark uh, and ignite a new level of adoption of the Chinese population of Bitcoin. That's going to happen. Very interesting. Uh, doesn't mean I'd be in it. Uh, it'd be kind of handy as long as technology stays here, right? But gold and silver does not need Thunderdome to 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 stay the best. In other words, we don't have to have Bitcoin collapse for gold and silver to go to its max. No, it doesn't. We can have all this technology and and gold and silver is still going to go up, okay? The idea about it then, what is this show going to happen? It says sometime by, the data is forecasting, sometime by September, 1% of the Chinese population under 40, folks, that's millions, are going to be involved in Bitcoin dramatically. In China, this is the year of Bitcoin. And that's because their dollar, their yuan, their money is going to collapse. And so the exchange and uh, in, in medium of exchange in China will move into Bitcoin because they've got the, the systems in place. Now, got to remember something. The Internet's controlled by the government of China. Most of the time, China does not take their taxes in Bitcoin. So all this money being spent out there on the internet that's going to be most of the spending, how are they going to pay their taxes? Well, guess what? They, uh, China apparently is going to adopt Bitcoin. So as a currency creation is going to be under, uh, currency creation is going to be undertaken by the governments, not just China, but other governments too. And uh, the data is talking about the uh, populations in general that are, are reacting badly to the erosion, of course, to the dollar, meaning that they there's riots and killings and, you know, suicided people and stuff like that are going to happen. And the purchasing power and hyperinflation hits, uh, people are going to take on Bitcoin as an answer because there's still technology. So inflation hits across all the markets for commodities and products. And as this chaos ensues, there will be governments adapting or adopting Bitcoin because it's there. Let's just use it. 
It's high tech and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, chaos is going to descend into the pricing of goods because everybody's used to it being in dollars, not just America. And so price chaos goes into um, you know, new high levels, and it's going to disable lots of venues in the economy, including governments that are needing certain goods and supplies in order to get jobs done. And I was telling Susan, I think it's time, while we've got the chance, whenever we go somewhere, if they give away freak pens, get two or three. They're giving away pencils, get two or three. These are the kinds of things, folks, that will disappear. And and try and do your homework without a pencil or a pen. Think about it. No pens, no pencils. Now, some kids will go, oh, it's okay, I type it. I'll just, you know, I've got this. When I try and do my keypad on my uh, cell phone, no, I'm not talking about being able to use those either. <laughs> Can't write your notes on that. Anyway, the pricing uh, is going to go nuts. Many suppliers to various governments around the world are going to be destroyed because of the crisis and the collapse of the credit system. The system is just going to lock up and break apart, and there won't be any loans to them. Some governments will ha- are going to try and force certain corporations to deliver supplies to them. Very unusual. Oof. Let me ask you, if this is full-blown, let's pretend that it's 100% accurate. It's not. Remember that. Let's pretend like it's only 25% accurate. It's not. It's more accurate than that. So somewhere between 100% and 25%, this stuff's going to happen. And I see the writing on the wall without an auto report telling me that, you know, retirement's going to go away. I've already seen Michigan take one-third of the teachers' retirement funds away from them completely. Because Michigan went broke. They let the car industry lose, leave their state, and off they went. But it's not the car manufacturers. It's the, the, there were more people in, uh, working in small businesses, mom and pop uh, tool and die shops and so, and so forth, around the uh, state of Michigan. That's, there were more people working there than the car industry had directly employed. So Chevy and General Motors or I mean, uh, Ford and all that. There was more small businesses supporting them than were actually in the assemblies. So the economy collapsed. And so the government says, we need money. So they took uh, teacher funds like they can afford it. Well, the government is going to take your fund because... Um, they need it, not you. In other words, the government's going to go, the hell with America. We, we got to have our retirements here. We, we, we've got to pay our, our people. We've got to pay uh, McCain and, and Pelosi and, and, and Hillary and the Clinton and the Clinton and the Clinton. How many retirements does she get? 
Well, if she got one, she'll get one for secretary. If she was president, she'll get one for president. She'll get one for secretary of state. She'll get one for being a senator. How many do they get? Three. They will get them all. They get them all. Did you ever know? Did you know that she's getting two right now? Didn't know that, did you? And isn't that disgusting? I wouldn't even I wouldn't even let her pay us to do what she did. I'd send somebody like that to China. Well, we already did. <laughs> All right. Next category. Uh Space goat farts, the very unpredictable, bizarre, and out-of-the-box stuff. That also includes, besides UFOs and aliens, other really strange stuff happening. Right out of the box in this category says ramping up are earthquakes and land shift and ocean changes. And these happen to all be cross-linked very heavily over to another category called solar activity. Whoa. We've been talking about that already. Massive cross-connections between sun disease and the global population, the people themselves, and their welfare, their health, there's a direct connection. And uh, we were talking about that earlier. Mass mass cross-connections to this, folks. Significant impacts on humanity directly attributable to solar radiation, even though the radiation will be unseen and unknown and undetected at the time. This I'm reading right from the report. I'm not telling you because of my thoughts. This sub-disease that impacts, sun disease that impacts on humans will be reported in mainstream eventually, it says, and press shortly after a very intense first burst of solar disease hits our planet. If I'm already, I'm doomed then. You know, you're doomed if you're having the same thing I'm having. The thing is, folks, there is going to be a massive burst of health concerns hit the planet because of the sun. The data says for sun disease, for it's also forecasting that further erratic weather from solar erratic solar weather is going to be causing some challenges here on the planet. And not just here. There are other planets going through bizarre stuff. It says right here, snows in summer. See, this is a immediate and short-term data forecast. So I'm reading it to you after it was printed, but also after the snow in the U.S., seven and a half inches in and, you know, middle of May, <laughs> there's going to be heat waves at the poles. And, oh, well, the polar ice is melting because we're having, yeah, well, why are we having snow in other parts of the world? But anyway, other things are going to be reported that have never been reported before. Strange weather phenomena. It says this weather phenomena will include erratic ocean currents going crazy increasing the heat waves and leading to large, extremely large fish deaths and uh, 
that's going to be bad. We're we're seeing some fish on shores right now, dead dead fish by the millions. It's also this weather from the sun is going to produce some blinding fogs right at the midday, right when the sun's right at the top, you know, right at noon. Blinding fogs you can't even see through. Now, we get fogs in the Ozarks in the early morning. You can't see hardly. But imagine having that happen in the daytime. So there's some bizarre events on the way. And uh, they think that some of it, it says, could be better understood as events or reactions from meddling with, guess what? CERN. The LHC magnetic fields are going to start displaying their bizarreness. And it will actually be established. And when the established when they established the connection between CERN and some of the problems we're having, it's going to cause a panic. Now, he stops right here because he says, I cannot tell what it's going to be because I don't want uh, the powers that be to know that we know, or at least that he knows. And because it could affect things. But I'm going to tell you what it is. (laughs) It's not in the report, but it's already been reported, okay? And if you've put two and two together, put the dots together, there's supposed to be a CERN project that causes some problems in time warp field. It's going to cause some events with time. And there's going to be some people sitting at a cafe. It could be Italy. It could be Switzerland, somewhere like that. They're having their beautiful sidewalk cafe, you know, cappuccino or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, but inside, I guess it's an inside event, to tell you the truth. And some people in the cafe disappear. They just go, they're gone. Well, I think we've heard this story before. In 1965, my parents bought me the Encyclopedia Britannica. And I could either get a new update every year, or I could get a hundred essays and reports written by them for me at the pace of almost one a month for 10 years. I I was looking at the future going, oh, high school reports are going to be so easy. (laughs) Because it wasn't an internet back then. So we took that option. And I sent off for my first request. Believe it or not, in the 60s, folks, it hadn't been 20 years since this event that I'm going to tell you had occurred. That's not very long. And I said, please tell me about the Philadelphia experiment and what happened. Well, I didn't know that Encyclopedia Britannica was an, a branch of the intelligence community. They didn't tell me that. Not very many people know that, but they are. And voila, boy, did I get smacked around from that. Here I am, a kid, right? I'm a kid. 
and they're going, don't you dare ask for the dollars. You aren't supposed to ask those kinds of questions. We're not, you're, we're not giving you anything. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, oh, I'm sorry, that really isn't anything that ever happened. They said, don't you dare ask for that kind of question. This, We're not telling you anything about it. Well, it's because it, exact, it existed. Well, what happened? If you recall anything at all about the... Uh, um this this uh, problem with the um uh vessels the navy men were on when this experiment that was called the Philadelphia experiment uh went uh online they were trying to make a ship disappear <clears throat> well ship did disappear and men ended up when it reappeared halfway through the deck of the ship where it had like blended their body with the metal and killed them. Some of the guys that survived had jumped overboard. They said, yeah, this is going crazy. We're getting off. But everybody else got zapped pretty hard, either went totally crazy. And there were some reasons why they said they went crazy is because there was no anchor in time and you have to have some kind of time reference or your mind uh, loses its mental stability, blah, blah, all kinds of other stuff. Well, that's what's supposed to happen at this uh, table or at these tables or at this uh, cafe. And these people are supposed to disappear, and it's going to really rattle things. And I guess, you know, the men in black kind of, or, you know, the uh, men in black with the little things in their suits where they say smile and they flash a light saying, go home, you just won a million dollars and, you know, life's going to be great. And they believe it. Well, I guess those kind of people are supposed to show up. Yep, that's what's predicted that he hasn't talked about. So then now you know. <laughs> anyway, the space goats fart category also has uh, some branches over into the markets, and it's because of uh, some new growth about uh, some uh, technology that's related to the sun, and the data is indicating that. Um, all the work being done by these by the minions of uh of government or officials uh that are there trying to keep you and I from knowing about UFOs is going to crash and burn it's going to fall apart it's going to become undone and it's going to be right in front of the noses and faces of hundreds of millions of people that people are revealed to the fact that UFOs and ET actually exist. It's going to be quite a, uh, it's not supposed to necessarily be a disclosure, but it is a disclosure. It's like an accidental ex, ex, uh, disclosure, more like an exposure of it. And it's going to be centered around or involve some type of solar event. I wouldn't be surprised if it became very, very intriguing around something that's going to be, uh, you know, causing human life trouble on the planet, and we begin to get this revelation about them being here, some kind of deal like that. The data describes this event being field, filled with uh, data that connected to electrical connections 
in which the relationship of the sun to the earth is really demonstrated electrically, as if there's this sheet-like, wide, thinnish type of plane of electrical activity from the planet Earth to the sun. And I don't think it will come from photographs on Suspicious Observer videos on YouTube. I think probably what we're going to see is virtually people outside will see something happen and there'll be some kind of visual electrical connection between the Earth and the sun. There is one, but it's not viewable by the eye. Hmm. So maybe we're going to see that big event. This has something to do with this ET exposure. At the same time, new data then is showing that earthquakes... Oh, geez, this year going to occur, but guess what? Earthquake activity in 2016 is not anywhere near what is predicted for 2017. So strange stuff from space is coming. Guess when? Okay, write it down, July, August. This is not an event associated with meter, meteors, uh, but is somehow supporting the disclosure of UFOs and ETs. Okay, that's, that's what it's about. Humans may just be some kind of roadside attraction for the intergalactic cruise line. Hey, look at those people down there looking up at the sun. Aren't they crazy? Well, look at that one right over there. He has a mane. Does he have a mane? You know? <laughs> Mommy, Mommy, what are those down there? Honey, those are humans. You don't want to get anywhere near them. Mommy, who's that? Who's that? Oh, honey, that's one of the worst ones on the planet. That's Hillary Clinton. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to do that. Folks, that wraps up the WebBot report, except for the end, but he puts in his philosophy of agnosticism and Buddhism and godlessness, so I won't be covering it, okay? Uh, uh, These are phenomenal reports, and they are fairly accurate. I think it would behoove us all to pay attention to these reports and continue doing what we've been doing, and that's getting ready. We have a lot to do. I'm going to take one more break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk a a little bit together about uh, what's going on and close out the show and uh, preparation for things on the way. Let me uh, turn this on, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Waterman Files. And, uh, well, that was uh, quite a report this time, and I think it's uh, kind of going along the, t- the tones that for the last few months things have been going. Of course, over the years we've been hearing that a time would come, and it was out there a long ways. This is the short-term and immediate data. So we're looking very closely at all these predictions of the past few years and of the last few months, focusing on a time between summer and fall, and it's upon us, and it's upon you, it's upon me. And it seems like we have geopolitical events, craziness going on. We have earth changes that we will never see happen, um, whether or not we had a probably CERN going or not, they would probably happen. The sun would do its thing. Um, And, you know, it doesn't uh, mean that everything was ever going to stay the same and this was going to be the, you know, the happy rock, third rock from the sun all the time, right? Things are underway. Changes are occurring. And uh, you need to be thinking of uh, the future of your kids, immediate kids. Now, I'm not talking about grandkids. Those that you know that will be alive for the next 50 years, and you're going to be in that pot, many of you. And you need to be kind of coordinating yourself around the issues that are going to be collapsing, meaning try to remedy the issues. What can you do? I I tell you, as as far as I'm concerned, having land that you have that you call your own that will let you stick something in the ground, so to speak. There's always a way around the problems of, you know, this and that. Of course, weather is always a problem. It will get to be more of a problem. There's, of course, everybody's worried about chemtrails and, oh, well, they're going to kill us. I don't think, I think we put too much stock into this where they want to reduce the population because if they wanted to reduce the population, they could have done it by now. They've just done a really poor job of trying to do it with chemtrails because chemtrails could have done something else and they didn't. I think what they did was try to prolong what they actually knew was the problem with the planet so they could get the money out of you and your your value to them is your work, your ability to produce something they want that they can turn around and put to work for them to build their underground bunkers, to make them secure, get their plants, crops, and stuff like that planted so they can get seeds. And and then they could also have the technology for underground growing lamps and whatever it was they were preparing for. The Bible said in the last days there would be great and small in the underground uh, seeking refuge from what? Well, doesn't it make sense now that we're talking about Refuge from something like solar problems. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have a place that's uh, secure outside. If it's going to be underground and you need to be underground to live and stay underground, and maybe it comes in phases and everything outside is dead, well, then we're dead. I mean, uh, come on. Anybody that hasn't gone underground with the big caverns and all the other long-term stuff to make things grow or whatever, uh, you know, hey, if there was a civilization that was way back in tunnels of, uh, you know, they say there's all kinds of tunnels around Turkey and so forth where people lived underground for years and years. Well, how did they eat? you got to ask the question. What did they grow? 
What did they do that we don't know? Well, anyway, I don't think it's going to be, uh, at least according to Scripture, it doesn't say that we will be here on an uninhabitable uh, uh, planet. There will be a new earth, but we will be protected from the destruction. That's what it says. And there will be a new one for us. Apparently, mankind does create so much havoc on this planet that the Creator Himself has to come down and stop man from destroying ourselves. Well, I don't think that's us. That's how people say it. But I think it happens to be the Nephilim that says, we are going to take over the planet and we're going to do it with this Zionist agenda and if we can't have it, you aren't. We're going to do the scorched earth policy and we're going to destroy it. So either give it to us or we're going to blow us both up. That's what they're going to, that's their, that's their, that's what they have on their agenda. Well, guess what? There's somebody else that is actually in charge, praise God, that's going to take care of that. And uh, in the meantime, just uh, have faith and prepare. It says in there, for us that are fight the good fight and make it all the way as far as we can. That means as far as you humanly can go when it's not humanly possible anymore. He'll take care of you the rest of the way. You just have to get there till that time comes. And being obedient to prophetic information about what it's going to be like in the last days, which is almost paralleling the WebBot report, gives you some kind of insight of what to prepare for. So it's been my pleasure being with you. And one of the things that we wanted to tell you also is that we're probably going to be meeting back in the fall, not this summer, for the ground crew meetup. We will be meeting in the Branson area. We will give you a location of some of the things we will be doing and where we'll be at. Some of the things that we want to do will be at a place that is kind of expensive to stay off, stay at. Some people might be able to afford to be there. You'll have a packet of info. If you stay there, we'll be doing quite a few things there. We'll be having get-togethers, eating at restaurants together in groups. But that doesn't mean you have to stay there uh, at that location. There's gobs of places there to stay. We'll get more information out to you, including the date of when this is going to happen. Okay. That's all I've got for you this time. It's been my pleasure. Thursday, finally, we get to have a a show without uh, having to go through the web bot report. So hang on to your hats. No telling what all that's going to be about. And uh, we'll we'll be talking to you when we get to that point, figuring out what all's going on, of course. And I'll talk to you real soon. I am so glad to be back. Let me tell you, there's nobody happier to be back than me. And I am really proud of the ground crew. Um, you are a good group of people, and I can tell that you care for one another, for one another, not just me. I know you care about me, but you care for each other. You all are such a tight group. I'm really proud of you, and uh, I'll uh, say my goodbyes, and I'll see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern right here. Bye-bye.
night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.